And now, do you like Prince movies? Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun, day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one, Dr. Everything will be alright. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Alex Papademus. This is Do You Like Prince Movies? Sitting across from me right now, for the last time in this context. In this context. In this context. It's the it's the last time. You're trying to don't minimize it. I'm trying. Well, it's the only way to get through it is to like make it not a big deal. I I I, I think we need to crash right into it. I think we need to steer right into it. Yes. To the emotional impact of it. Anyway, sitting across from me, Wesley Boris. Hi. Hi. How are you? Soon to be a former Grantland.com staff writer. You know, I've never said Grantland.com. Grantland, you've never said, you know, it's like maybe the first time I've ever said it. Don't say that. You don't say the dot com. I never say the dot com. It's like, I can't, I, I don't know. It's like, would, I can't think of a good analogy, but I just don't say it. Anyway, I'm here. I like saying the dot com, but I don't. I, but it's confusing. I think. For I think people. it's confusing. I don't know why. I just don't say it. So I'm really cool. I'm totally fine. I have not lost my cookies. Yeah. We have an hour from, <laughs> for that to change, but I think I think I'm good. I don't think I'm going to lose okay. it. But I think everybody wants that. You know that, right? Like that's the pressure right now. <sighs> that what people really want is the. The Barbara Walters, blubbering. The, the WTF, this uh, something like it's been said. That's what people are looking for. It's like, a, yeah. Wait, is, no, is he crying on his podcast? <laughs> no, he's not. Mark Maron? Yeah. No, other people are crying. Oh, well, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. Look, here's the thing. I have been in. This is like I've been going through this process now for an, un, an unreasonably long time. Yeah. Um, and you've known for an unreasonably long time. I've had a lot of time to deal with it. And yeah. I feel, well, I mean, it, it's, it's the people who listen to this show that I feel worst for because the goal was to have the cat out of the bag for longer than two weeks. But right. that's just, it didn't work out that way. But, you know, I mean, it's not like this isn't, this isn't the end. No, it's, it's not just the, um, it's the end of this show as we know it. It's the end of my coming into the studio as a member of this podcast. It does not preclude any other Grantland podcast owner from inviting me back to be to be a guest in your podcast. No, but this uh, this format, this this show, yes. what, this the idea of the show. We are we are uh, hoisting it to the to the rafters, and we're you know it's no longer going to exist. Yes, in in this form. Yes. And we have prepared nothing for this moment. No. I, I mean, I, you know what I that, actually... Let's my... Go Crazy was like 50% of what I had prepared. <laughs> no, that's not true. I also, I also made a list 
of people to thank. This is not the, that list. This is a list of people to thank that I made when I realized he that I a, left. He apparently had a cooler list. I, I had made a, a list. Long, I had a longer list. So I'll, in advance, if you feel like you probably should have been thanked for something and you don't hear your name, you were on the long list and I yeah. left it at home. And maybe what you forgot, although I'm not really good at keeping track of the people on Twitter who say nice things or like correct us when we're wrong. I just I've, I, I'm bad at, at keeping track of those people, but those people are great. I have a question for you, though, because yeah. um, there are two. The the most frequently asked question we can go through frequently asked questions. Sure. I, would, I would like to clear up all the all the dangling plot threads. Uh uh, oh, wait. Can I ask a question? By yeah. You didn't finish Orange is the New Black, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. No. Because no. I finished it. I don't. I did not get there. That last episode is a mess. That's all I'm going to say. But it's really good. The The season was really good, I think. But that last episode is a... Is, a, is an unholy mess. This is like a going out of business sale for opinions. <laughs> yes. I wrote down. I've got like, got, I've listen. got a lot of opinions. I've got a whole bunch of things that no, it's gonna I be, have not talked about in, in more than two years. No, it's going to be really hard for you to get your opinions out there when you're, you know, at the, at this, this newspaper from New York that like, doesn't, there's no, I don't even know what the pro, kind of profile it has. I have to file, a, I have world. to file a request. <laughs> you're going to have no, yeah. I have to sit around and wait for the request to be approved, and then maybe I get to express an opinion. Yeah, it's like the Martian. You get to beam an opinion out, and then like four years later, someone It'll, will see yeah, it. Yeah, someone and, will and, come and back to you. Everyone in mission control will clap. Uh, your request to talk about Kesha has come through, Wesley. <laughs> You're now free to write about her. <laughs> you can't use the dollar sign for the S, though. We don't. Uh, we don't, we don't tell. The, yeah. we've, we've talked to nine guys at the copy desk, and that's they just. Yeah. it's a no go. So. Uh, so frequently asked question number one. Yeah. Why the hell is this podcast called Do You Like Prince Movies? I don't remember. It was the first <laughs> That's idea. That's so anticlimactic. No, I'm about to explain. I'm okay. about to go into more detail. I'm okay. not going to say, like, I don't recall. Okay. Good. Like, let me, yeah, You're going to plead the fifth on no, the naming not, of I'm, the podcast. No, not, not at all. Okay. I, you know, I don't, I don't exactly remember why that formulation, but it was the only formulation there ever was of that name. Okay, came into my head okay. at some point, and it was the only suggestion I ever made to you about what this podcast. Should it was be the called. only one. I didn't. I don't even think I had a suggestion. I gave you one option, and yeah. we did. So and I think a- I might have been brainstorming, and then I remember I was at my mother's kitchen table, and that was where the podcast started for me because I called in on the phone. For the first, that's right. Several. Um, so anyway, that's the one thing that that came to you. That was the one thing that came to me. I feel like we had it, it was a it was a sort of a reference to, like to you and to our sort of our friendship because I feel like we talked a lot about one of the things that we talked about and like there has been a request for the origin story and we could do the origin story now but like part of the origin story is you know I refuse to do it i'll do it <laughs> you can't do but it but i will do it kicking and screaming all right that's time. that's all that's, that's it's fine any way it happens i'll tell it but there was a conversation that we were having at one point i feel like or i feel like over that that first summer that i was your intern in boston we spent <laughs> because i was your intern like literally like that you was were a, my you were my intern you were like my direct report you were which the, is i don't know I, well i currently you know our our boss is pretty much our age yeah it just is weird to think of me in a power of 
in a position of power over you. Yeah, but you did. You had like, and you, you I wasn't. I did the, like to think I was comporting myself as an adult at that point too. Yes. Did I seem, seem like an adult to you? You seem like more of an adult than me, but I was like a child. I was like 23 or that's, something. I was very, I was a very young person. And we'll get to that in a minute. You I, weren't but, 23, by the way. No, I was not 20. I was younger than 23. Yes, like, because I was 21. Or 22. Yeah. It was uh, – that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to – see all after all this, I'm going to cry just thinking about how <laughs> old I am. That's what's going to happen. Thinking about how much time and water under the bridge has passed since those days. But I, all I'm going to say is that I feel like we were talking about – I feel like that might have been – when I feel like Charles Taylor wrote about Under the Cherry Moon at some point mm-hmm. during that time, and we started talking about Prince movies, and it was one of the first conversations that we had had. Yes, Charles Taylor being the at the time the critic, yeah. he was at, he was at Salon at the time. Yeah, and I think he wrote. I, I feel like it was him. I yeah. feel I, I want to say it was Charles Taylor. That wrote sounds some kind great. Of a reclamation of Under the Cherry Moon from the, the people who think it's like Ishtar or whatever, and uh, you know. Ishtar isn't even Ishtar. I know. We can talk about this later. Again, <laughs> write it down. It's a long list. That's the right, look. Everything okay, must yeah. go. Ishtar. Ishtar is not Ishtar. <laughs> okay. Um, and so yes, we we had a really good at some point desert island conversation, and I think that Prince was. Like all the princes, yeah. I don't know why, but I think that that was something that we have. Yeah, we were in a bar in, on the Lower East Side for and that we, conversation. Okay, that I don't remember. I remember who was there. Oh, oh, I'm so bad. I don't know how I'd share this with people. Oh, I can. There's a social media platform perfectly designed for this sort of thing. <laughs> What's a, wrong with me? I well, I have a photo from that night. That is the. Do you remember? Did I dot? I don't think I don't text know what you're you the about. photo. No. That Diana, our friend Diana, or my friend, and you're yes. the person you I know, know Diana, yeah. Diana Tweet, yeah. had these photo booth photos of us. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen this. They'll, they're going to make you so sad. We look like children. We look like, like little puppies, like almost actual puppies. I mean, our skin glows. Ears, ears are floppier. Yeah. It's crazy. Don't get old, people. Don't even age five years unless, you know, you have a doctor that can help you through that process. Yeah, I've, I've had that. I was I, I went in. I had to go look at some photos for another reason. And I know I, I was doing and I end up doing some pulling some stuff for uh, throwback Thursdays. Don't don't get old. Don't look at, and or don't look at the pictures like until wait an appropriate amount of time until you're just remembering that time as like, Oh, when I was young, like if you're really, be yeah. really old, get yeah. really old before you look back. Don't let it sneak up on you. Yeah. Right. Don't like have Don't. somebody send you a photo and say, wasn't this cute? And you look at it and you say, yeah, it really was cute. Yeah. But I don't ever want to see that again. Um, right, wait, so what was, what was question two? Question two. Oh, question two is about me. It's not a frequently asked question, but it's a recently asked question, which is why I have this beard. Um, not a podcast related question, except people thought it was a sympathy beard, um, because you have a beard and now I have this like larger than my normal stubble beard. So it's as if I'm dying with this podcast (laughs) and you're carrying on the legacy. I'm putting on excess hair. I'm Spock and you're Dr. McCoy and I've, I'm going to put my, as I die, I will put my, uh, you know, essence into your brain and you will become 
you grow the. You, do you know? Have you, I don't know what have you're. You've seen the Star about. Trek film. You haven't seen the Star Trek films, have you? I I don't know. I have no idea what you're <laughs> talking about. I'm. I'm going to plead the fifth now. Uh, Dr. But McCoy. But sure, I'll be Dr. McCoy. Dr. McCoy, of course, uh, from the Star Wars trilogy. Quite a fondness. <laughs> created by... <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Expletives to you. <laughs> there was a point at which I might have fallen for that. <laughs> Believe it or you not. have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love, I love that guy. Yeah. He's really, oh, he's my cool. favorite Star Wars character by far, Dr. McCoy. <laughs> the best. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, people assumed it was a sympathy beard. Well, we've talked about, we were just talking about this on the way over. Um, I, was, I was quoting uh, Spencer Crittenden from uh, Harmontown, who once said that uh, having a beard is like having a comment section on your face, which is one of the yes. smartest things anyone has ever said. It is said. so brilliant and so true. And literally, like right after we had that conversation and we parted ways to go to our respective cars and I was crossing the street and a woman crossing the street in the other direction was like, nice beard. And first of all, can we we need to stop saying nice that, that it's now that is so associated with sarcasm that yes. like that like you can't say nice shirt. Yes. Like cuz it's just you're just insulting people. Like it just sounds like an insult even if it's not. Yes. So, you know what no one has ever said to me before in public? Nice podcast. <laughs> That's never happened. It's always I love your podcast. Tell Alex I said hi. You guys are so great. I'm going to miss this podcast so much when it goes. I yeah that's a weird. recent development. I but. I uh I mean I we will thank some people at the end. I kind of want to thank everybody who hated this podcast and didn't say anything. <laughs> that's a good those are good people to thank. I feel like honestly like I you know who you are. <laughs> and I just want to say that your your support, your kind of tacit support by through through the you know uh keeping to yourself your non-support of this podcast. Yeah. I appreciate that as thank, someone who's easily for, undone. Thank you for not trolling us. Yeah, thank I mean thank like, you for staying under the bridge and bothering a Kardashian. I I support that. Yeah, tweeting at the Pope. Yes. Tweeting inappropriate things at the Pope. Beating up Derek Rose. By all means, just thank you for not bothering us. But the upside, of course, is that in in people's being so nice to us, it did, you know, I mean, it's possible because there are no Arbitron ratings for podcasts, as far as we know. Yeah. You can look at iTunes, but we've been told by uh, our our producer, David Jacoby, that they mean something, but they don't mean everything. Uh, it's um, always an amazing conversation yes. to have. Like when um, I've asked him, because there have been times that when people... Have you wanted to know? I've there have been there once or twice in like sort of talking about guests or whatever like kind of you know it, it, there, I, I have for whatever reason tried to figure out I figured out just to tell somebody something and it's like there's between seventy people and seventy million people and we can't <laughs> we can't yeah. narrow it down we, we can't be sure but no the only sort of thing that we have for this the only metric that we had to go on is the things that people said and on Twitter and like on social media and stuff like that yes. other than. And, you know, in my case, I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, I get stopped on the subway. I get stopped in restaurants. I get stopped walking down the street with people. And, you know, like, and I'm talking a gamut of people, like children, the people, the people that my friend Meredith Goldstein describes as the ideal Grantland reader. Do you know who this person is? I, yeah, I kind of I, I can I'm picturing someone. It's not false, but it, it, it runs a more diverse gamut than, than that guy. Yes, yeah, so we never did a that lot That guy, of by them. the way, comes in all races, I've discovered. There's, oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's all races. And it's the, the same the typical guy. Grant. It's, it's the same. It's, it's just you just click a button and it just changes <laughs> the, the physical characteristics, but everything else is the same. He's so sweet. 
like that person. He's a cool guy. All orientations, all everything. It's just he's a very nice guy. Uh, but and his yeah. girlfriend and wife is very supportive. <laughs> of all the time. And often pushing them in front of us. Like, you know, my husband wasn't going to say anything. But he's he's too shy. So I'm coming over to you for him. He's right over there. Can you wave at him? And I'll, hi. Those people. <laughs> shy husband. I, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But those people are important. It's yes. important to have those people who sort of shove you forward to things. Yeah, no, we never did a live one either. So we didn't get to actually meet everybody in person. I have to say of all the regrets. Me too. I have two regrets. We never got Grace Jones to come on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> That's my number one. She was here. With a bullet. Regret. I'm sure you have a lot of regrets too, because my, your wife. My, my greatest regret in life is that my wife went to Grace Jones uh, without me. It, it, it had to happen that way. There yeah. was no. There was no other choice. This is a childcare issue. It was a childcare issue. No, I mean, like we've. T- I, I think we've talked about it before. Uh, my wife and her uh, best friend Clayton often oh, go Clayton. to the Hollywood Bowl together to see like the legends of our time. They've seen Liza Minnelli. They saw Barry Manilow. Just people who uh, ordinarily it's people who like might die. At some point, right, I mean, everybody's right. going to die at some point, but like, not Grace people, Jones. No, Grace Jones apparently like is vital, indestructible. In, yeah, like just looking amazing, can crush you. Still funny. Uh, She's my number one. She was the person I most wanted to have on the podcast. It was didn't happen. Yeah, I missed I missed Grace Jones and 808s at the Hollywood Bowl, the Kanye 808 show, which I heard was also amazing. Uh, I my great, but so that's a life regret. Why did I that. bring this up though? That was my number. That was my number two. Number one, number two regret was Grace Jones not coming on this podcast. Oh, number one is we never had a live show. Everybody, the entire Grantland podcast orientation has had has had a live show. We just we just never had one. No. You know what this means. The live uh, reunion tour. We gotta have a reunion tour. Come on, I, I know how this works. We're gonna re- you, we will do. You this can be steely and I'll be Dan. <laughs> we'll do this podcast in five years at Coachella. For we, we need that. We need can we have a different back venue? The truck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be in the Gobi tent I, podcasting. I'm gonna need a shower. Talking about talking about movies. No, I'm gonna have a flower crown, and <laughs> it's, it's gonna be dope. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm gonna, we're gonna get so rich. Regrets. For like three podcasts. Things you'd I've, be remiss. I've if, had a few. Yes. Go on. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think in general, like your Grace Jones regret, like I think we, it would have been cool to have more people in here. I, the, the, you know, it was nice having friends of the pod in here. It was sometimes it was difficult because we were on separate coasts. Yes. It's hard to do the guest thing. Sometimes it's hard for people to, you know, to interview someone or have a conversation with someone. There's some gaps on the phone. It can be awkward. I wish I'd worked harder to get you to move to Los Angeles. Like that, I'd actually, I, I went. I was going to be the guy. My method was I was going to be maneuver X guy. I was just going to be like, I'm going to let go of any. I'm not going to pressure you at all, and thereby, it will feel like your decision when you decide to do it. But you sort of called my bluff. You didn't do it. Oh wait, can 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 I? Can I not believe that I'm about to ask this question? But yeah. is that is that a Star Wars, Star Trek move? <laughs> no. Is it like a Vulcan? Is that a Vul- Jedi mind trick or a Vulcan death grip or something? No, I feel like I want to say it's from Swingers, but it's not. What, what Swingers, is, which is it's it's my Star Wars. What would know. the Jedi mind trick version of that? The be? Jedi, well, the Jedi mind trick version would be like you want to move to Los. I would just say it and like wave my hand in front of you, and then you would say it as if it was your idea. That's the Jedi. That's mind the trick. Jedi mind trick. 
Yeah, well, there's also telepathy. I'm not actually doing it. It's just, a, it's beyond, like, you have to use the, I'm not, I don't, I can't use the But it's the force. that easy? Yeah. This is like finding out that I've been in Oz all this time and all I do is click my heels to go home. So you seriously, like, look, I don't really care about this, but you don't even, like, even if I say, like, these aren't the droids Tri- you're looking for. Okay, like, I know what movie that is, but I'm not sure which one <laughs> it is. the context of that is. Right, I don't know. I know which, I know it's Star Wars, but I don't know which, which, which installment. My regret is that this podcast is ending before episode seven comes out mm, because that, the yeah. Star Wars conversation that I, I that I'm not going to get to force you to talk about each Star Wars development as it develops is that I, that makes me sad because I was really looking forward to forcing you to have this conversation. Well, you know, the movie you. opens what Christmas Day or near Christmas. There's, you know, Call we can in. we can find a way to have a conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but yes, I'm sure that you incredibly super a lot regret not being able to talk more about Star Wars with me. You know how much I, I love Star Wars. The and holy, you know the holy how much trilogy. I hate it. <laughs> I, I don't even hate it. I don't I even. Just, I don't even love it that much. I'm just indifferent to it. You, you, but you, I, your, your dislike, your sort of indifference to Star Wars turns me into Kevin Smith. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, which is why I try not to. I try not to let you troll me that way. But sometimes I can't help it. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to Smith out. But I, I have to sometimes. <laughs> it happens. Um, All right, what else is on this list? What's in, in terms of things that you need to you need to get there on? Because we've I've seen I'm now that I'm I'm good, like I've been seeing the movies. I've been seeing the new movies. I've been Wesley this this week, so I went oh, to yeah. two movies this week. And I saw The Martian last night. Right. Uh, Dad's Maker Dad. It's peak Maker Dad. He's not a he's not a dad necessarily, but it's a real it's it's a, it's a real dad movie. It's a real kind of like I'm going to duct tape some stuff. Yeah, like a lot of exposition. If you like uh, talking, so this is Matt Damon trapped on Mars. Matt Damon trapped on Mars, narrating in a sort of uh, vlog kind of way. Everything. Does that feel desperate and stunty? It feels like he's like I said to you, like it feels like there's a version of this movie that's like the beginning of There Will Be Blood on Mars. And Mm. you ask the question, like, couldn't we have handled that? And maybe. But then you don't get into then then it's an art film and then you don't get really Scott to come out and do it and all that. So you need to do this. And, you know, it's a you don't have a cavalcade of stars back on Earth, which is what you have in this movie. It's like it's not an Oscar bait movie, but it's a movie that kind of looks like the Oscars. Yeah. You know, because there's yeah. all these people there. It's like, you know, there's Jeff Daniels and Kristen Wiig is there and Mission Control and, you know, Chuatel is there. All those guys, every, like everyone you can think of. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do they play Rocket Man or Ground or Major Tom? <laughs> you're you're close. Uh Keep, you're, you're close. It's in. I mean, look. It's in the David Bowie zone. It's in, uh, it's, in, it's on a David Bowie greatest hits album. Ground control. The moon. Okay, then I'll play that. Um, Spaceman. Starman. 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 Sorry. Starman is actually really well used, except that it's, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to spoil what happens, but it's like there is. You're. We're starting to have that thing, you know, like in movies like this, where there you're just you're like, when is when is China gonna help everybody? Because you got to have that, you know, that Chinese. There's always your the, brain really goes there. I'm starting. I am all. I just sink when it happens. I never. I never am. Exp- I mean, I'm never surprised. After Transformers and all the stuff you could read about how China is, you know, gets involved in the production and the funding of these movies, right. and therefore in the story. Mm-hmm. I'm now sort of alert to it and things like this. And I think maybe I had been tipped off somehow that this was happening. But it is that thing. 
It's like there's always like there's there's now a moment when it's like when is you know like they haven't gone to China yet, but it's also who else has a space program? I guess Russia. Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Vladimir. So exactly. We didn't mean to say it that way. <laughs> exactly, Russia. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm down on the Russian space program. I know. I'm I, I'm indifferent to it. Just FYI. Um. So, so I saw that and Man on Wire. I saw the walk. Yeah. The, oh, man on, man on wire. The I, I, I don't. I keep calling it that because I don't know why. Well, I guess, I guess calling it the walk is perhaps the most honest thing you could call this movie, since apparently that's the best thing. That's the best part it. of it, right? But it's twenty. Yeah, it's twenty-five minutes. It's uh, worth it for that part. Really, it's pretty goofy up until that point. It's pretty silly. Can you re-explain what Joseph Gordon-Levitt is doing in this movie? You had a you had what I would say is my favorite yeah. description of him in anything. I mean, he's this this character. He's probably the most annoying character in a movie. I I I don't know what I could go back to for it, the, the, what the previous example of this is. But yeah, I said that he's the guy in your uh, sort of your uh, your cafeteria in college in your dining hall who can't stop doing the uh, the dinner rolls on the forks. <laughs> you know, he's like Chaplin esque. He rides a unicycle. He has every every quirk. That would annoy you in a person, is including he a mime? he's a mime too. Or like there he, is he he courts his uh, lady friend, his love interest okay. using using mime because that always works. Yeah. I mean, I, I figured they they probably hit all the tropes. Literally, there's a part where this this girl comes up to him and they're you know they're going to fall in love. You know that she's the the love interest for the movie, but she has to get inside of his glass box first. Is that a metaphor? No, it's a glass. Like he's a, trapped in a he's a mime. He's trapped in a glass box. Oh, his. M- <laughs> it's not a literal graphic. glass box. Oh my god! Except to him, right? It's real to him. He's so gotta- okay, I mean, I like Zemeckis. I like I like I like the idea of Zemeckis. I don't like Zemeckis in people. If people are doing things, if they're up to something, uh, I'm in. I'm going to see this movie because I would like to see – I'd like to experience whatever that, that experience you had is of sitting there and watching uh, Philippe Petit walk across – walk do the walk. Yeah. I mean that thing – that part is incredible. It works on you in a physical way that I can't really f- remember having happen to me in a movie mm. before that you actually have – you have vertigo and you have – I had like palm sweat. Which I don't. I'm not a palm sweater as a rule, but especially not in you movies. You don't strike me as a palm sweater. <laughs> no. Okay, so is your reaction to this? Okay, is it similar to my Magic Mike experience? My Magic Mike XXL experience? No, what? Like just sort of just joy? I mean, it's no. It's because it's terrifying. Okay, you're scared. You're, it's not or it's not orgasmic. No, but your, it's like your you're so, you, you are you are invited into this moment, and you find yourself looking at. I mean, you, you, I, I hated Joseph Gordon-Levitt the entire time <laughs> I was watching this movie, but then once he's out on that wire, you are looking to him to reassure you that it's okay. You're watching his face mm-hmm. so that you because you're scared for him, even if you know, even if like <laughs> even if you watched Man on Wire the night before, right? You know, and like knew you remember exactly what right. happens, or and you like, were you were there, or if you were there. I would have loved to have been there, not physically there, but like to have watched that on TV. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not filmed though. I don't think there's only like stills. That's why if really? you, yeah, that movie is oh. all like still. As far as I know, unless they didn't have access to it, like the documentary. Oh, that's is just, true. There's that amazing photo of him because there's a plane passing overhead in yeah. one of the shots, and then there's like there's pictures, and they just play that Eric Sadie that uh, you know that really sort of somber piano piece, and he's oh, walking, yeah. but they don't actually. So that's what's really like. It's like you're wondering. You kind of are watching this movie the whole time, being like, "Why is this even in 3D?" And then you realize. At the end, like why it's in 3D, right? Because mm-hmm. the sort of 3D makes backgrounds fall away, which is normally just kind of dumb when you're watching something, you know, flying at you right. or something. But in this case, it makes it you suddenly have a sense of that space between the buildings and the space between him and the ground and like all that stuff. And it's intense and crazy. And like there's a lot of shots in there that are just where he's actually like Zemeckis has said he's actively trying to give you vertigo. And apparently people have uh, puked. So trigger warning Oof. if you have vertigo. If you're Lucille 2 or whatever, you, oh, know, you have that okay. issue. Speaking of, that's the second Liza Minnelli reference on this pod, by the way. Okay, we uh, get one more track, and one. Liza comes right through that door. <laughs> exactly. She's going like, she's to stage kick that door down. <laughs> uh, well, Wesley, I have a surprise for you. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Here she comes. You just want to say it. You almost want to just, yeah, make it happen. Um, okay, so some other things that I wanted to talk about. Oh, wait. I wanted to ask about the 3D again before we go. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth it. And, and it looks great. And I was thinking about Hugo and how good the 3D is in that movie. I, I'm just, I was thinking about like my favorite 3D experiences. People are, yeah, are starting to this. And I was thinking about this and gravity. Right. I think make use of it in a really interesting way. And it actually like, it's weird how it, like for some reason, I guess it's empty. It's open spaces. Mm-hmm. Like when people are in the sky, you don't necessarily have a sense of the sky as a physical space. You're just mm-hmm. kind of, it's just a vertical, like you're just up and down. It's almost like 2d because mm-hmm. you don't have any, there's nothing around you to sort of show you what, you know, what's happening. Like here, it's actually like, it's really effective and it just really creates that, you know, it's a little bit of like, did you ever, did you see when you uh, saw like uh is it Dark Knight? I forget if it's Dark... No, it's Dark... Uh, yeah. Second uh, Batman. Second mm-hmm. Nolan Batman. Dark Knight. Did you see that in IMAX? I did. That was breathtaking when they used the IMAX. That very beginning part yes. where you yes, kind of jump off... Robbery. Where it jumps off a roof yeah. and you are like... Ugh. Yeah. Like, this sequence is like 20 minutes of that feeling. Oh, okay. Which well, is pretty crazy. My stomach just did something funny. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I've got another regret. Yeah. That we didn't do more books... And that when you suggested doing Jonathan Franzen's Purity, I did not jump on that immediately yeah. because I would have loved to. Did you finish it? No, I didn't even. I didn't even start it. It's. I wanted an excuse to read that book. We would have had a good time talking about it. Absent the excuse to read it, I didn't. I didn't do it. I, I regret that we. I regret that I can't read fast anymore. That I used to be able to read fast, and that now I kind of fall asleep in five minutes and like you know just don't get things done that way. You know what I think that means. That I think I, it means you've got eye strain, and you probably should get some glasses. Sophisticated. I don't though. I don't, Are you sure? When's the last time you had your eyes examined? A million. No, it was when I, probably when I got my driver's license. Right? They would have checked that. That was like five years ago. It's like two years ago. Whatever. It's like two years. You should get your eyes examined. I would love it. You know that I feel like I'm someone who's meant to have corrective eyewear and like as just like sort of personality wise. I don't know if I like you in glasses. I think it would be too much. It'd be too much. I it's a lot be, of look. I think I'd be too cool. As they say. Is the thing. I think it would just be that step. That, I don't like, know. I just like your face without anything on it. Well, that's very nice. But yeah. you, you, I'm saying, though. Nice yeah. glasses. No, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. There's no formulation of that that works anymore. 
Well, if I, yeah, there's no formulation. Your glasses the, are nice. You no, have to. Yeah, I mean, you have to really worry. You have to be like, hey, you need an adverb and hey, a complete those, sentence. Those, those glasses, man, top yeah. notch. Or something okay. like that. You just sound like a dick when you you do make it. a clicking sound and do this, <laughs> and then I'll know that you're. It's it, real. Is Jason Bateman giving That's, you that compliment? <laughs> That's how I because know. Because that way you know it's not for real. Uh, other thing. Okay, that was my regret. Uh, I really I mentioned this to you before, just to warn you. One of the things we never talked about on this show was how much I love Australian pop music. The imported stuff. I don't know what's going on in Australia, but the stuff that we get. The stuff that, like, I, I'd like to say we grew up on. Um, and then Gautier, like, from, from, like, Crowded House and Midnight Oil to Gautier. Anything that makes it off of that prison island yes. you're down with. I'm, I love it. Crowded House is, I think they might be one of my ten favorite bands. <laughs> I'm, look. This is not, like... If I would never posit them in a conversation about who to, if we can only pick ten bands ever, but if I'm taking ten bands with me, if you're if, if you're throwing like Wesley Stock, yes, a, oh yes, Crowded House, Crowded House reunion. Ab- well, I think they're or maybe they're, just I don't know. They're they're together. They're not together. Right. But Craig Finn can write a song. It's all, and Neil can, Finn. Neil well, the, Finn. Craig, Craig Finn's Finn, the brother. Craig Finn. Sorry. Also, well, Craig, like, Finn, well, Craig wait, Finn's the guy Craig from Finn, Hold Tim Steady. Finn. It's Tim Finn. Yeah. I'm okay. I got the fair. I got the 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 Finns confused. Craig Finn is a dude from Hold Steady. Yes. Nice guy. Very nice guy. Not in Crowded House. No. But to his great regret, Neil probably. Finn. Sorry. Yeah. He writes really good songs. I'm a big Neil Finn fan. I'm a solo Neil Finn fan. Solo right? Neil Finn solo, fan as solo well. Neil, there's a really good. Uh, if you watch Sports Night, there's a the, the really great solo I don't do that. song. You've never done it? Never going to happen. I regret that you didn't do that. Uh, I did it for a little while, and I have a major Sorkin allergy. Wow. Really super strong You should do TV. a podcast because <laughs> I would like to get into that. I mean, okay, I regret, I, I regret I, that we're not going to get to talk about, uh, about jobs. I won't, I won't fight you on this, but like, I, I'm open to what he can do for movies. I don't like him on TV. I watched most of The West Wing. Yeah. And and it didn't get going for me until the point in which everybody else got off. Do you know what I mean? Like when people were just like, oh, it's over. It's done. That was the point at which I was like, oh, this is actually really good. I didn't even know if Aaron Sorkin was still involved with the show at that point. He probably was. He might have been. Yeah, he's three. I think it's up through like four, maybe for okay. season three. So season four, I thought was really <laughs> so. It's really good. So you like when it gets into like 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 CJ and Mark Harmon and like that I whole, like the, really you know, the... liked that show at that point. I watched most of it. Yeah, and we watched the entire thing. We watched I, it to the to the end. Sports night, please explain. Uh, Sports night was a big. That's like uh, when I was a younger person. I see the weaknesses of it now, mm-hmm. and it definitely it's one of those ones that ends it ends kind of badly. Like it sort of it ends with a kind of half hearted. It ends with like what like you know like Dan Harmon was very successful in not having community do, which is like let's twist it a little bit so that it seems more like a sitcom that people will like. There's mm-hmm. a point on Sports Night where they all start hanging out at a bar together. Mm-hmm. That's a, the fakest looking bar that they made in like five minutes and like put some <laughs> ferns in the corner of like the conference. 
conference room at ABC or whatever, like at the studio. Like they're not even there's not even a bar set. It doesn't look like any bar you've ever been to. Right. It's just, they just created some bars. So it's like, it's like friends. They all hang out at the bar, like which is the antithesis of what that show was. Because it had like, people. It had Josh Charles and yeah. Peter Krause, who I adore. Was Joe Morton on that show? It was not Joe Morton. It was Robert Guillaume in the Joe Morton role. Okay. Shame um, on me. Uh, he was great. Uh, Felicity Huffman. It's a. I, I think it might be the best. It might be his best TV show. I think it's. I think it's Robert Guillaume. Well, no, I'm not Robert. <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. It's not better than Benson. But well, whatever. We can, oh well, he was good on Benson, but Benson. No, it's not a good show. I mean. I haven't watched. I don't. I haven't watched Benson in like. 30. All right, write down that we didn't get to talk about Benson. No, we didn't Benson. get to revisit the Benson. Okay. Well, when uh, when we do our live man back together tour. Yeah, four hours on Benson. That's the first. Uh, what is it? Two against nature. When we take that on the road. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Benson. Okay. We should actually um, no. We should do what like the you know what, what Steely Dan does. We should actually redo one of our classic podcasts. It, it, word oh, for, word we should get word. Ryan Adams <laughs> to do a like. Make a segment by segment cover. He's going to talk about uh, Transformers, but he's going to be really sad when he talks right, about it. Right. Um, I my problem with Aaron Sorkin is I love broadcast news. Yeah, that broadcast can... news is one of my favorite movies. So is term. So is Terms of Endearment, two of my favorite movies ever. And I feel like Aaron Sorkin is 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 grad school James L. Brooks. I don't think I had seen broadcast news when I saw Sports Night for the first time. And I think if I had, I think I maybe wouldn't have been as impressed with it. But there's also just things about it where, like, I remember, like, when it was on TV and I was actually watching it, the next day I was, like, really psyched to go to work. And that is the thing that I've always wanted to – I've never written this thing about Aaron Sorkin, but there was something about – I think it was Tom Carson said this, that it was it, – it, it's a vision of work in offices. This sports night and West wing. It's a vision of office work by someone who's never worked in an office. And so he's so perfect. There's something in Aaron Sorkin where he's always imagining these workplaces as a place where you can go and be your best self and live Mm. your values. And it's such a, it's such a sort of, it's so different from what most jobs are like. In that sense, and it's very much from a guy who is a playwright and a you know like no is not that like, is really smart. I mean, I feel like he he is kind of a limousine screenwriter. Yeah, I think his movies are amazing. Though. The the last I agree. Few, the last I, run of movies have been pretty much you know. I have a native resistance to him. Yeah, I mean, even to the point where like I I really I didn't have to fight to enjoy the Social Network or to to see its excellence, but. I think there's a presumptuousness about him. Sure. And that drives me insane because I never feel like he's discovering anything. I feel like he is solving something that only he thinks he solved. You know, I have solved the baseball problem by removing the baseball from the movie. Baseball's so much better when you just sit have a bunch of guys sitting around talking about baseball. That's that's true though. That's baseball not true. All the best baseball movies are like, what's yeah, the baseball parts aren't the good parts. That's not the point. This isn't about baseball movies. This is about the actual sport. Dude. This is about, this is a guy who, I mean, with all due respect to what probably happened when he read Michael Lewis's book and decided to write a screenplay, 
probably never went to any baseball games either. No. I mean, he, I'm sure that he's going to like Instagram all his baseball <laughs> stubs, right. his ticket stubs from every stadium in the country. He is because he's listening to this podcast. Aaron Sorkin, thank you Listen, for listening. This is the other thing about this podcast, Alex. We don't know. We, I have been shocked by the people who have professed enthusiasm for this All podcast. the way up to the executive suite, the C-suite. Yes. In the entertainment world. I mean, world. I don't, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But yes, there are people who make our entertainment who, for some reason, like listening to this show. I'm not saying it's Aaron Sorkin, but if it is... Thanks for listening, Mr. Sorkin. Um, sorry for everything I said about the newsroom at that point when we talked. You're about sorry. That. You should. He <laughs> should. You should be sorry for making the newsroom. Let's look at this notebook. We can't. Those of us. Those of you who are listening in the audio format. Oh, I am. Do you want to describe it? This is uh, Wesley has. Uh, we uh, we're looking for a notebook. The rumor is that it used to belong to you, but you deny it. It's not. It's not mine. I thought it was maybe formerly uh, Emily Yoshida's, but I can't imagine her ever letting go of such an object. Emily, I feel like she'd keep it forever. Is this notebook yours? It's here um, if you need it. Uh, anyway, my point is, we don't really know who listened to this podcast. We, we know the people who told us they did, but other than that. I don't know. No. No. I regret not getting out there and meeting the people. Um, the people will meet you. That's true. I mean, it just happens. They'll seek you out. But can we go back to Australian pop music for a second? Yeah, we never How actually we get we never derailed actually, we never got there. to talk about Aaron Sorkin. We never got there. We never actually – yeah, it's true. Well, I, I, I just took it So there. Crowded House. Oh, yeah. Neil Finn. That's how we got there. Neil, oh, Neil Finn. Right. Exactly. What song was it? Do you remember? It. Yeah, she Will Have Her Way. Ooh. It's a great song. It's very pretty. It's a, it's a very. It's a. It's a real. It, if you. If you. Uh, if you shipped a certain couple on sports night, uh, she will have her way. Is a big. Uh, it's an important song in that. In oh, that uh, all right. Well, I really like Crowded House a lot. I love Midnight Oil. I'm not, no, did I not react enough? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, where, just are like you, uh, where are you going with this? Jesus. No, I, I did. Yeah, I mean, Peter Garrett had a great thing going we've had this conversation about midnight oil before and i've and i've taken your word Have for we? it i wait I mean, wait, wait you're saying that they were lost on you like you never had a midnight oil moment well i mean i think i had the same midnight oil moment that everybody had which was burr, beds burr, are, beds are, yeah beds are burning and then it's sort of you know then it never uh blue sky mining is a great song oh, blue sky Mining, yeah that, that, food on that the table album tonight. is really good yeah um i mean both those albums are really good and then i kind of lost a track of them but they were great and, you know, I, I will never forget the moment where Prince was giving away either record or song of the year. Was it record of the year that Godier won? I think, well, it must, right? Well, well, yeah, I don't ever know what the difference between and, those two things. Well, one is best to the writer artist. and one is to the... Was it best new artist? Was he the No, best? no, no. Yeah. It was, he was this record or song of the year. Yeah. Um, and he won. And before Prince opened the, when Prince opened the envelope, he says... I love the song. <laughs> How great would that be to experience? He was apparently done. I mean, have you heard any new Godier music? No, I really. I have mean, not. I think I think He's I think like, that's what I was. I think Hozier market corrected him. <laughs> Hozier actually, that was his first act as a pop singer to take out Godier. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to need to neutralize that guy, or is it, you can stand down. We don't need. I don't know. Music. I feel like that Godier record is really good. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, no, it's it's weird, but I, that's why I thought the whole was, album. I mean, not just the song. I no, think I like it. That's but that's why I thought he was best new artist because we never heard from him again. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently, record of the year is the new best or song of the year. It'll, it'll I can't do that remember to you. Did you um, ever watch that In Excess movie? By the way, speaking of Australian oh, I didn't. Pop music, I did not. I regret that. <laughs> I did not. Regret. I, that's a that's a regret. If you're, that's right. When did there. that come on? Like. Ten years ago? No, it's from like I was like two years ago. Really? I mean, does, even if that. I mean, I don't know when it was actually because I think it's an Australian TV made for TV movie. So I don't know. Okay. When I knew it was I knew on. it had been it had been around before Over we got. There. It, I feel. Oh yeah, I don't. One of the people on the list, and I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know. I don't have your name, but the one guy who was like, if I had a Prince movies meetup in Auckland. Would anybody else show up? The dude in Auckland. Shout to the dude let's in Auckland, Auckland who said that. Let's go to Auckland. That's the name. Right. No, I That's mean, tour. it's my favorite country for pop music after ours. Right. And, and Australia. Possibly Senegal. <laughs> I mean, they don't have a lot, but what they have is really good. All right. So I'm going to put it in. All right. So Auckland. Auckland. Yeah. Uh, we can just go to West Africa, hang out over there for a little while. We'll just hit all the spots. Um really want to go to tokyo okay i don't know what our situation would be over there but i I would love to have done something with with the japanese we'll book some we'll book some dates okay uh i feel like we would have had a really good time in new orleans i have always i i have i wonder what our situation would have been (laughs) you know because i feel like if Mays and barnwell went to new orleans it would have been crazy nuts insane Oh yeah, um, they're immediately. I think if like bar, yeah, they go if they go to New Orleans, I think they both get crowned Yellow King, right? Like just when they- <laughs> <laughs> if we opened for Maze and Barnwell in New Orleans, I would that's, have been happy. That's uh, that's something to think about. That maybe just like to just kind of build the chops. Oh go yeah, out there and open open in for an NBA after dark event. Absolutely, we'll warm up the crowd. Do that thing that that guy on Colt John Baptiste does. That like that thing that it's, yeah. I don't know how much more of that I can watch. It makes me very nervous that in ten years Colbert is going to be like, ah, oh, ah, oh. Baptiste, you got me, you got me. I can't do it, but it just makes me it stresses me out. Those that kicking, getting up to that level of excitement. Yeah. Every, also, every I don't know. There's just something about that relationship that really stresses me it's out. It's a weird. The, all of those relationships are weird. That that relationship between the band leader and. The, the, the sort of band leader slash sidekick and the host I find are often strange and loaded and like going back to the Tonight Show. Here's a question. When did the band leader – when did – I mean this is a loaded thing to ask. Let's go, look. But, but look, we what should – What are you going to get fired? I want to know why – what's the dynamic? Like why Kevin Eubanks – yeah. The Roots, the guy who does the DJing on Ellen, like the the white host. Are you suggesting there's a thread linking all of these? sidekicks? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know why we're so comfortable with that. And, you know, you can make – you can, I can – I'm just – it's the dynamic and the sort of the paradigm that bothers me. Like on a, on a show-to-show basis – I'm pretty okay with it. Like, I think what the Roots and Jimmy Fallon achieve together is really amazing. Um, But it also kind of just disturbs me at the same time that that this is like an, like that of all the people, I know that if you're Stephen Colbert, 
you're 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 not saying <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, but I know that you want to do something as 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 a self-consciously white host of a late night program right to say hey um i think you know i probably will get a lot of crazy flack from people if the person leading the band is a is a is white right um also like yeah i mean who's are there like a lot of really great sort of like white kind of you know funk bands with a horn section oh, like, come these on. days yeah. like what you guys have the dap kings or something like this i don't know but i'm not saying that you couldn't find those people no but i'm agreeing with you i agree but with the large the, it I, just puts, I said it i brought it up like yeah when i mean just now i was saying oh. like I, I feel like that's a weird dynamic it's the weird thing of like the guy who sort of you know just here does you tell just tell a joke i'm the, i'm kevin i'm kevin eubanks did I ever tell you guys about the time that uh, I went to get a coffee and uh, Roseanne Barr was there? And I don't know. Why am I doing this? Who, what voice is that? <laughs> what late night talk show is that? I don't even know. What is that voice for? This is Gottfried. I'm gonna, Gottfried I'm gonna, tonight. I'll, I'll try to do Craig Ferguson. <laughs> well, you know, I was out the other day and uh, I don't know. My wife told me about my daughter. I don't. Okay. Go but, on, Kevin. My reaction is. Oh man! <laughs> like no matter what, it's just nothing is. Oh, he can't believe it. But that's the uh, that's the extent yeah, of the, yeah. you know, no, that's the mean, Kevin. That's the like, Kevin Eubanks. I mean, at least like the roots got something to do. But the thing is, I mean, I wonder if Letterman were coming on now, whether Paul Schaefer would be like Ray Parker Jr. or something. <laughs> that's that would what, whether there'd be pressure on Letterman to yeah, do something like that. Perhaps like would there be a Paul Schaefer? Um, and I mean, it doesn't, it just is a weird thing, right? Because, and think about the way Paul Schaefer behaved alongside David Letterman. You don't say! Yeah, it was like, is he just. Oh, Dave! You, you so crazy! He got more demonstrative right. as yeah. the years went yeah. along. He got, he got crazy. The All show the, notes must have been crazy for Paul. I wonder if it, yeah, I wonder if it just has to, there's an unspoken rule that you just have to, it has to be, because like, didn't, Ar- Arsenio had a white band leader, right? Wasn't it Michael Wolf? Michael Wolf? It was like Michael Wolf. But Terry, Lynn, that, Terry Lynn Carrington was the star of the band, sure. frankly. Yeah. But, but yeah. If officially, though, that was, it was Michael, Michael Wolf. Yes. Was the, yeah. yes. So maybe it just has to be. Well, so but at go, that point on TV, you couldn't have two black people doing anything together. People right. would freak it's out. A conspiracy. What? <laughs> they're, they're plotting. An entire, sh- like the entire entertainment apparatus of a late night talk show yeah. is right. black dominated? All right, break it up. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't have meetings. No, but you wrote the great Arsenio Hall story, I think. And yeah, like one of the. Put them in the ground with that. Uh, just put that show down. That I'm wasn't sorry. your fault. It lasted much longer than, than anybody. It First of all, what happened? Because the ratings are really good. People were watching that show. That's why I feel like it's my fault. I feel like I demoralized him. And he was, I like, mean, he was like, you're right. It's one of my favorite things you've written should, since we've been working I here. Should, he's like, I, I need to step away. I'm making an ass of myself. Grantland is – I've lost Grantland. He was pretty bad. It was – yeah. I mean, I heard it, it was, got better. It was not – it did not work. I heard it got better once he started having like Mac Miller on there. <laughs> <laughs> got that. You got that in the... But it is something that really bothers me. Anyway, back to Australian pop songs uh, or pop artists. I mean, there's just so many good ones. I often... I I don't know. I'm done. I'm done with that, actually. Uh, I think Crowded House. It was just an excuse to talk about Crowded House. I think you're... Yeah. I think you're you're sidetracking a little bit. I think you don't want to have... 
you don't want to have the emotional conversation that we're having. You want Why are we? Like what emotional conversation? Well, look, I don't okay. know. I think okay. it's no big deal. By all means, have the begin right. begin the emotional portion. Let's actually do this. Let's actually let, let let's actually go just because like we've not someone asked for the or I believe it was the the the, the great uh, why you know let me sleep on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to anyone whose handle I, own, I whose real name I don't know. Um, Sometimes it's hard to know what they are. Yeah, it's hard you to tell. It's hard to tell if that's somebody's name or what you know what what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine is just my last name for just that purpose because um, there's nothing. Just it's like getting a tattoo. Out. There's nothing I can think of that I, I would still like. Well, that's another one. In, uh, like we never talked about tattoos. We we did not. I have so many questions. Yeah, no, I've been I've I've wanted for many years to get the uh, the the muted post horn from uh, Crying of Lot Forty Nine, like my entire <laughs> on my entire arm. Of course you did. Just, but it's like it's that's of a commitment. Of course you did. That's a commitment to that's me saying I want to talk to Thomas Pynchon fans in public all the time for the rest of my life. Right. No. Yes. That is. But also, it also means that you're going to be sleeveless at some point. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'll that's be not, out there with my. Move. Yeah, I'll be out there. Well, yeah, no, and that's why you get it, you know, sort of like a. I mean, I get higher up, maybe. I like can't that. see you in glasses. I also don't see you in a tank top. Glass, yeah, no, that's it's that's not weird. a move. I see you making. No, it's it looks weird. It's, it just it you're looks, just not that guy. It, look, it looks wrong. So with dur- all due respect to that guy, during the reunion tour, by the way, glasses, tank top, tattoos. That's what it's all. I'm gonna be all about it. I'm going to look like a, a you know, Greenpoint barber. Bro from hell. <laughs> hell bro. Exactly. Um, anyway, go on. All right. So the origin story, because we, we, must, we must reboot, we must go back to the beginning in order to find our way to the end. I feel like we have to start. Every journey has a beginning. Okay. If you're going to be this poetic for the <laughs> remaining 20 minutes, I'm just going to sit back and relax. I will be in Time. Chairs, man. How did Jalen and Jacoby do it? Your mic is not facing you. I'm told that your mic is not facing you. You're not. You're away from the mic. I, you're no, off. I'm mic. no longer. There I'm, you go. Is this hot enough? There you go. Is this hot enough for you, Joe? There, there. I think yeah. You had a mic. You, you were you were down. You had, a, you had a neck mic for a while. Wendy, I wasn't going to say anything. Yes, Lisa. <laughs> is the water warm enough? So. Yes, Lisa. We were talking about it, and the reason I, the, I, I had a segue, I, was, I had a window and I didn't take it, but there was a moment you were talking about people who the, the supportive uh, spouses of, of Prince movies fans who kind of push them forward and say like my, my, you know, my husband or you know, boyfriend or whatever is sitting over there. And yes. He's a really big fan. It's very, those people are important in your life who sort of like, you know, make those, make those things happen. When I met you. I was dating someone. Yes. I had been dating her. We had been dating for longer than we should have been. We were no good for each other Probably. by that point. We were not – but we were both kind of unable to, you know, to sort of get to that point and figure it out. And when I think back about that relationship, I often have regrets about sort of how long that went except that she was the one who – introduced herself to you first and if we had not stayed together longer than we were supposed to i never would have met you and i one of the reasons i do not regret that situation in that relationship is because i know you as a result of this that. is so cheap it's not it's true <laughs> it's not a cheap oh, okay look, thank you no it's, it's not great. a manipulation it's, it's true it's t- it's absolutely it's true i absolutely mean that and i often i've often thought about that that like it's i i don't believe in i don't believe in fate i don't believe in sliding doors 
any of those things. Juliet Littman right now is crossing you off her Christmas list. <laughs> tell you that. I'm sorry, Juliet Littman. No holiday gift for you, Alex Papadimus. I believe. Look, I believe in it as a as a thing. It's a, that's an important movie. It's one of those movies that you reference all the. You find. I find myself referencing it all the time, even though I am not a fan of it. Yeah. So it is. It's an important film, I think, because of that. It comes up a reason. lot. Yes. But we were at for some reason. There was a thing called College Fest yes. in Boston. I don't know if it's still a thing, but it's basically like all of the brands would come to the convention center in Boston and just try to harvest your mind share as a college student. And they were they'd be like, "You're this is college. This is when you make decisions about shaving cream that you are going to be permanent. <laughs> like you're going to be like I've been a Barbasol man, the Barbasol table, yeah, since you know Wesleyan, and I'm still you know whatever it is. Like I've, I started, sh- you know, like. I I started I I became an Aquafresh person when I started buying my own toothpaste like you know when I got to BC and mm. like now I'm going to and I'm going to stay there so they're trying to get you and like trying to get you to sign up for a credit card and stuff and like you know you give out a uh, koozie and things like that or you know we got a lot of uh, you know cup holders and yes keychains we had a lot of we had a lot of those you you were there promoting you were you were you were you were hustling I was I I was a really bad hustler, though, to be honest with you. I, yeah. I, I was out there. I worked for – this was my first job out of college. It was called student.net or student.com. It was both because the guys who owned it, who were college friends of mine, uh, bought both domain names at a time when you could probably have all the domain names. Think about how rich we could be right now if we could have seen the future and we're like, you know what? Google. I, I'm just, just going to take it. Yeah. Just if I was take like, Google. if I was like alphabet.com, right? I'm just gonna right yeah. now. If I, was, if I was sitting on alphabet.com, I wouldn't be here. I'll tell you what, I would be podcasting from my jet. I'm just gonna take. I'm just gonna take title. Yeah, I'm just gonna take them. You all. never know. Yeah. you never know. You just would make up. You could sit there. Kanyewest.com, making up words, just be Spotify, like, and then you'd have that, like, yeah. Oh well, that's how most of these apps happen anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, what domain name can I buy? Com. Millionaire. Yep. There you, there you go. I don't have any. I don't even th- – yeah. I've, I've none. I, there was a period where I had some. I'm really bad at that. Ike was really good at it. Cyber squatting? Ike, Ike was a good cyber squatter. Yeah. So um, you had – so you, yeah, you were like – you were working at this place. You were the entertainment person. You, you were – I didn't know any of that, obviously. No. I was just – I was – when you met me, uh, I was a guy standing in a corridor like being creepy to – college kids hey kid you had like want to want to come right bottle well that was the thing you were like you were sort of i can't imagine what you were like that's something i could never imagine doing like hey i'm 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 giving out writing opportunities but like i don't know why but this was a time when i mean it was it was a good moment yeah um but what did you think i was doing how did i seem to you you didn't seem like, no, I didn't even really clock you, I don't think. I, I, so my girlfriend went up and talked to you and like said something about, it was like, oh, well, like my, my boyfriend's a writer. And, and yeah, I remember you being like, no, oh, come Jesus. on, stop. Oh, what the, God. stop. And she yeah, <laughs> which is my entire everything, every single person who's ever been a supporter of mine understands that feeling. Um, who's ever I tried to make something you. good, positive happen for me is like knows what it's like to have me be like, oh God, get away, no, like uh, so that happened. We started a conversation. We I started writing for you for like twenty five dollars a post or something yes. like some yes. some kind of thing like that. 
Um, I was writing record reviews mostly because that was what really I did. good ones. Back I remember then. almost everything you wrote for me. I remember a lot of what you wrote for me. Yeah, that stuff is gone. It's like just gone. Can't the find domain, it. It's just disappeared. I it's, printed it out, and then my mother, my I don't know, my mother cleaned the house one day and put everything in the basement. I had printed every page of student net out because there was some really good stuff that got written and put on that site do you did you go through a time with the internet where you were printing stuff out because you were like there's oh, no yeah. way this is going to be here you'll appreciate the morality every single page of inside.com <laughs> oh, i printed out no. that was your first job that was my first real job first real i was job. post post boston printed job, out yeah. every page of that because for whatever reason i was obsessed with it i printed out a lot of student.com a lot of salon salon i mean it's not that it used to be great it's just that it it happened to me at a time when there wasn't a lot of other stuff to read. And so I'd read Salon like it was the Bible. No, that was the thing that I always – that was the place that I really wanted to be like at that moment. That was one of the places that I really – that and like the Village Voice were like the two places that right. I really wanted to write for. And I I think I, I got to – I got to do salon stuff. I think like the student net stuff was like what got me the salon thing. Everything is what I'm saying is that like literally everything good that has ever happened to me is traceable back to you in a weird way. And I'm not saying that hmm. sentimentally. No, but I it's mean, like I, I understand what you mean. But it's literally it's like if, if, if like, you know, you moved to, you know, to China when you were 10, like and didn't, you know, follow the course that your life took. You'd, you'd, you'd be super interesting you'd be the now, star of the Martian that. today like, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, no that's true that's, and I like it. it is so yeah I mean that that happened and then I became I, I became when it was, it was intern program time summer interns I was a summer intern yeah it, it was like, that was actually a pretty good group of people it was a uh, Chris Tennant they're all still writing yeah Andy Andy Denart Chris Tennant and you. Andy Denner, the reality TV czar. Yeah. The authority. Yes. The recognized authority I, on the form. I don't know how. I know how you happened. But I don't know how Andy came into my life. Um, he might have applied for the internship and just gotten it. Yeah. Wasn't he coming from like Florida or something? Yeah. It was like, he yeah. just was probably yeah. like at home and like yeah. you know, right. In, yeah. That was it. Was a, it was a good group of people. But like that was that was my introduction to like writing going somewhere and writing because that's what i did my internship i did not like get people coffee necessarily no we wanted writers we needed writers we didn't have any content no and then it sort of then 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 it was weird because then after like after you left there was a sort of there was the austerity period where i spent a lot of time answering the phone for people who wanted their $25 and hadn't gotten it, <laughs> which was cool. Wait, was that my fault? No, it wasn't directly your fault. I tried it was to the keep everybody like paid. Whatever the, you know, the, the, whatever like fiber optic cable company was the investor in our, that we were like waiting on a round of funding or something. Oh, and in yeah. the meantime, no, there were true. kids who like needed their ramen money. And like, I, I definitely took calls from like moms being like Jimmy reviewed, a movie for you guys or like something he wrote a thing for you he wrote a blog post about they didn't call it a blog post but back then but like you owe him $25 of it by the way the, you know who else was right do you remember who else was writing for that site there's a few other people like who went Jill Copelman yeah star of that show on Bravo about the moms and the author of best-selling books okay that I didn't know she that what's the show called mommy mommy mom's day out or i don't know it's it's on bravo i believe and the name of the title is escaping like some bad mom thing it's a I, bad it's a yeah it's, well, a, no, it's a, bad it's a mom huge thing. like yeah network she of, uh, wrote she covered the u.s open for us 
And um, Jason Bellini is now, you know, where hasn't Jason Bellini been? He wrote for us a bunch. It was a good group of people that we had. Um, It was like kind of like, I mean, it was it wasn't proto Grantland, but kind of was in terms of us wanting to work with good people who were smart and did interesting things. Yeah. Um, But I I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I left. You stayed. Then. You moved to New I mean, York? You were kind enough to leave and vacate your job and, and kind of say, if you want this, like you can apply for it and it's probably yours. And it You'll was probably not, it. it. was not a rough uh, 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 sort of application process because no. I think the, the, the way it had been. I think but I no. said – And that, again, that allowed me to drop out of college and when explaining to my parents that I was dropping out of college, say that I had a job on, on the internet, which was a big thing <laughs> at that moment, I was – at, at like that was the most successful I had ever been at that point was when I dropped out of college. I had a job at a website in a time when like it was like these web, that was all you ever heard about was these websites that were going to change everything. Right. And I had been sort of sitting in a journalism program in college where they were like didn't really there was all people who had you know worked you know years and years ago in the you know the the, the public sector or the private sector and they'd now gone into teaching. They had no clue about the internet right. at all. And like then I, I was I was working here. I had I don't know how much money I was making, but my rent was probably like four hundred dollars a month, oh, and I had a PlayStation. Those were the days. And I could aff- I could afford I could just walk into a, you know just walk into a store just buy a video game it was amazing I'd never <laughs> I'd never been that rich before it was the richest I'd ever felt and I was I don't even I don't remember what I was making it was probably making like sixteen thousand dollars a year right no I mean I remember when I got my first raise at that job I was I had I got it from my my friend a guy that like whose notes I was borrowing in college was giving me like, I was having a performance evaluation from him. It was weird. Well, yeah, Cause you knew all of those guys. I knew like, all those guys. Those people, I have, yeah. I have a friend from college, like evaluating the quality of my work. And he's like, I think you've earned a 10% raise. I actually, that experience really gave me an insight into like Silicon Valley culture in a way. And I mean, this place was in Cambridge, Massachusetts, but I I really get and you know I know a lot of people who work in that industry now. I mean I'm not as good friends with them as I was with those guys, yeah. but some of those guys do work in San Francisco now. Um it's just such an interesting phenomenon. You know, where you are 21 years old and one of you owns a potentially very successful business and the other one of you is a surf. That's interesting. Yeah, you because you had that. You'd known those guys for a while. Like to yeah. me, like they were. It didn't matter. They knew so much more than I did, and were older, older enough that we the, the age. There was enough of an age difference. I mean, I was intimidated by everybody, but like, yeah, I, I can see all, how you'd find those guys intimidating. But also because they were all so crazy smart. Like, the, yes. you know, like Stuart Uglo was so smart, right. and like, Dave you know, like Sklar. Sklar, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, just new stuff, you know. And like, we had like, you know, like Sklar and I had things in common, and like, we we're both like Beastie Boys fans and stuff. Like, you know, talked a lot. Dave Sklar is the smartest Beastie Boys fan on the planet. I, Not just about the Beastie. He's just like he is the person who happens to be the smartest, who also loves the Beastie Boys, perhaps the most. Yeah. Did he write his dissertation on like something like that? Yeah, yeah something like on, that. On like Hello Nasty. It wouldn't, wouldn't have been Hello Nasty. That came out while it we were probably there. would have been all those records that came out while I was at Student Net. I have a real fondness for because I, Paul's Boutique, I think maybe probably, that probably is. Um, Alex, you wrote the best Ray of Light review. You wrote the best. 
Um, oh, I remember the best thing that happened to you during that period was that you got that column for the Boston Phoenix, that Rapture column. That was, yes. that And that's also on the strength of Student Net. This is what I'm saying. It all goes back to you. It's well, you're welcome. Enti- yeah. Well, thank you. Jesus. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that's what you wanted? That's what I want. No, I mean, that's not. I didn't want to. You're welcome. You're welcome. I wasn't fighting for the. Yeah, come on. <laughs> no, I want the opportunity to say that in a public forum because that's really all it is. And like, that's my, you know. That that that's like my sort of like when you go on the you know my WTF when you go on and explain like how you got to where you are like there's so much of it that has to do with you and like all of this stuff and like it's been really cool to be able to you know to do this and have that sort of sense of professional like weird professional continuity that you know no well karmically you got me this job I I, I you totally got me this job it's totally true I had a blog that. You were the only person who knew about. <laughs> I wasn't the. I couldn't have been. You were the only person who knew about this blog because I didn't tell anybody. I barely told you. I might have show. I might have told you. I was yeah. okay. It was. It was one of the few things in my life, in the history of my life, up to that point, and probably still, that I was so proud of that I would tell a friend that I was doing it, and I was. I was proud of it, and I told you. And I just let it go because I was I had a blog that was basically what the sportorialist what the sportorialist column is for Grantland, where I would just write about clothes and sports. And I told you about it. I had I I said I didn't want to push it live or make it public until I had ten entries, and I think I'd had seven or eight at that point. And um, you told I think you sent me a note basically saying there's this guy named Bill Simmons. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, I had not. And he's starting a website, and uh, I'm friends with the guy. This guy I used to work with Dan might call you and ask you if you want to work there or do some writing. Write, like, write this thing for that site. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Because um, at that time, I was working at the Boston Globe. And, right. you know, I just – I figured you had, a, you had a job, but if you were allowed to do this thing. Yeah. So Dan called. But I think – no, I think actually it was always a conversation about – what your job ended up being. I don't think, I don't, I don't think I would have just, I don't think we would have just said like, you know, like you, we should pick up the sportorialist. Not, no, no disrespect to the no, sportorialist. I mean, that maybe, maybe that's my, my, um, that's my memory anyway. I think it was always, it was always like we were, you know, we sort of, what would we, would we be able to, to get him? And I was like, I don't know, probably. Yeah. Um, it was worth a try. So, so I guess it's I guess it's full circle. I don't no, know. I, this would never have. I mean, yeah. Bill would. Ha- I mean, I guess there's a way in which Bill might have had somebody make him aware of the fact that I was doing film reviews at the Globe. I mean, it wasn't like he he claims he's read he'd read stuff that I'd written before and that he liked it. You had you had won a fairly well known prize for writing not at that, at that point though. you hadn't no that wasn't until i didn't win that until 2012 and this oh. was 2011 Ooh. so i so, mean i was already doing so i was like i was already writing for grant you were still like in small clubs right doing that thing and i was like this guy this you guy, gotta catch him while he's before he's too hot he's to second, handle exactly exactly like he's going play we want to get on the wesley train right. the wesley elevator is going all the way up get on get on now um no, I that wouldn't have happened. I mean, I wouldn't have known I wouldn't have known this was happening. I mean, trust me. Yeah. Once it became a thing, 
I definitely, it might have occurred to me to take, to try to get those guys. I can definitely imagine a scenario in which I give Dan or you or somebody the URL to my private sports fashion blog and say, hey, yeah. can you can you hook me up? Right. Um, so I would have done that because this is like, this is, this is honestly the best job I've ever had. Um, I'll never, I mean, I might have a better job at some point, but I don't see how it could top the sort of entire experience of this, um, in terms of what I thought a job could do and, uh, the people that we work with every day. Um, I think it's, it's just great. And there's so many people who have been so nice to all of us over the years and have supported us. And I don't know. It's just just crazy, this experience. I, in a million years, would never have thought that this site would become what it is. I would never have guessed that. Although, to be honest, from the first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, I get this. This is the perfect, this is the perfect idea for a website, for, for, a, for a magazine. You know, you take, you just skim the, the, the cream off the top of everything and you let smart people yeah. write about it's it. It's actually not hard. It's it weirdly, really isn't. It's weirdly not. I mean, it, it, not Except, that people don't work hard, but I'm saying like it's not, the, the idea is not such a high concept. But look around the internet. No. Like, I mean, it, it is hard to get something that works at the sustained level that this thing works. I mean, trust, I'm not, if I didn't work here, it would be my favorite thing to read that wasn't like a daily newspaper. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just would be. I mean, there are other places I love to read, but this would, without a doubt, be the thing I did every single day. Um, it's fun. It's smart. I learn things. I like the people's personalities and the voices of the of the people who write. I'm surprised by things. Some of the pieces that we run are super literary or like surprisingly literary. I mean, Brian Phillips is secretly, you know, and Mark Lasanti are, and Brian Curtis and you, I mean, just, and Louisa and Mal. I mean, we have the best people. No, it's weird. It, it, it's weird to, to be, not that I, you know, sort of, it, it's weird to, to, to have that thing where everyone around you pretty much is going to make you look terrible that's, if you're not trying. Right, like that's yes. the thing that's been great. Yes. That's been incredible about it is the, the, the being sort of surrounded by all these people and just, and just knowing that like there, if you're not like to use the cliche, if you're not bringing your a game, there's going to be 10 things that are incredible that are going to blow you. Yeah. Off the thing. And I'm not a competitive person. I just didn't want to break anything. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? That was my attitude about the site. It wasn't about beating. Yeah. It wasn't like I'm going to wipe the floor with Barnwell. It was more like I say that every morning. <laughs> I don't even even on days when I don't write. Zach just, Lowe, you're going down, man. I'm just I'm going to more faves. Yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like that. It's just like, oh, my God, Katie Baker's so funny. I want to write something as funny as Katie Baker or write something as smart as as Brian Curtis or write something as crazy and as out there as Rembert. I, I don't know. I just it it. Or to be as funny as Shea Serrano. It's just crazy. I it'll just it 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 
the the fun of being a part of this thing and the best thing for me about this job to be honest and you know i've had great editing and um and really you know it was fun to come out here and go to meetings do the podcast with you in person but just like the love people have for this site that initially was kind of about bill and bill simmons and then it turned into like a thing where like people just loved the site and bill was a part of that. But I mean, I feel like the, the sort of cultural thing that we, that we achieved became something that was sort of an, like a tribute to Bill's bill and Dan's like good taste. And, you know, when David Cho was here, I mean, he was a part of that too. And how you create something that, is really good, but also isn't full of awful people. You know, I like every single person we work with. Yeah. It's weird. Every single person. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it, it's the closest thing to like getting to be like a Muppet or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, Cause there's just enough of us. Yeah. There's for enough. you to know everybody who works here. You can name yeah. everybody and they all have a thing. There's exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. It's like being on the Muppets. It's a little bit like it is the it's the closest thing, and it's like, yeah. And I don't think it's I don't think it's replicable anywhere else. And you know, I I don't know. I think it's a it's it's a one off, and you know, it will be that much poorer for your for your absence. But Thanks, I have Alex. I have enjoyed being able to talk on the phone with you and uh, call it work, and you know, it's been it's it's been amazing yeah. because I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough about doing it in life. So, Who is? I know. It's not. It's I not. Even, but I need it. I need a podcast. I need to do podcasts. <laughs> I've thought about this. Like I need all the people that I need to catch up with, keep up with in life that are sort of like, you know, healthy, sustaining people that I wish that I had more contact with uh, directly. We all need to do podcasts together. So I'll be doing the next. The new uh, Do You Like Prince movies will be me and my parents. <laughs> um, so that's going to be good. I I love that because if if we're if we're staying with the prince thing, didn't didn't go so well for the kid <laughs> in the purple rain with the mom and the dad. No, we're gonna heal those wounds. We're oh. gonna, you know, but it's gonna be a, yeah. No, that would be a terrible idea. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been really good and I, it's been it's been great and it's you know again, like to be able to say, to be able to be like I'm going to work and this is what I'm going to do. Like I should never complain about nope. anything. I try not to complain. It's funny because people ask me why I don't seem more excited. You change my job. Um, and they're like mad when they're like, congratulations, it's a dream job. You must be so excited. Why aren't you more excited? And I say, well, I, I am excited, but I'm also sad. And part of the reason that I part of the reason I'm sad is because I can't take everybody with me. Um, and it's not like or like I'm not staying or do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm leaving and everybody else is still going to be here. Yeah. doing doing this and i'm not um it's not about like the place i'm going it's about the thing that i'm leaving behind i mean i'm not leave it's not like i'm never going to talk to anybody again i'm just not going to work here anymore um and that makes me sad no and, we should point out that you're not dying for the record <laughs> just because we're dying. talking about as if like this no is no, no no um but it's been it's been it's been a really awesome life-changingly great experience okay let's do some thank yous okay should we uh, should we do the jam of the week under the thank yous? There's a Are lot we, of thank yous. There's well, a lot of thank Joe yous. Will, Joe, will, Joe can time. Oh wait, for one thing. Yeah. 
we totally buried the lead on this. Jeff Fuentes, could you please come in here? Yeah, we've not done this. Paging we've never done this. Joseph Fuentes. He might not be here. He might, we ladies, don't know what happens to ladies, Joe Fuentes. Ladies, I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> I, just like, fasten your seatbelts. Here he comes. The um, man who makes it happen every week. The man who puts up with... I well, I mean, among he other, he even things, makes a lanyard look good. I'm just going to throw that out he's there. Rocking that lanyard, I could go on lanyard rants all day long, but not when Joe Fuentes is in the room. I'm going to stand. I'm going to. How's it going? I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's fine. That's a that's a Louisville slugger that we keep in this room just for, just for these purposes. Uh, Joe, here, I sit am, on the marble table. Sorry. <laughs> all right, we'll share this microphone. As I'm, th- yeah. So as I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm thank you know, I'm thanking Wesley for all, for all of this. Um, like I obviously, you're you're not going anywhere. I'm not really going anywhere. But you know, thank you as well. This has been like, I'm not good at explaining what I want ever. <laughs> it's totally good. I'm, I'm, I'm often really irritable in this context because it's like I we do this normally at uh, nine in the morning, which is not a great time for me personally. No, you made that clear. Yeah. You made, made it abundantly clear. I've made that abundantly clear, and uh, you know, uh, you, you've been uh, you sort of you've been in the in the path of a lot of uh, you know of, of, of abuse. I would say, I would call it. I would call it. Describe it as verbal abuse, and uh, you know, I. You'll I, notice I'm not begging. No, to no, because Wesley's good cop in this scenario. <laughs> good cop implies my being a good cop is an act to to downplay your bad copness. Right. I guess in good cop, bad cop, the idea is that they're both really bad cop and there's just one of them is bad. Right, yeah. right. All right, fine. Whatever. I'm not even calling you a bad cop. But no, you have accommodated uh, many sort of strange requests and oddly specific requests for, you know, for, for drops and things. And uh, we don't, I don't, we, we thank you every week, but we still can't thank you enough. Can't thank you enough. You're the best. What do you think thank of you. us? That's what's important. <laughs> That's why we actually brought you in here, though. You don't have to answer that question. I can't have uh, – I don't have anything prepared, but obviously it's been a pleasure working with the both of you guys for the past couple of years. And uh, you guys having – do you like Prince movies has got a chance for me to know both of you guys more personally. And uh, I just appreciate it. Who do you like more? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> you don't have to answer that either. But that you know what? I never – I always think of us as being conjoined. But we are different people. And it is possible for people to have a preference for one of us over the other. I don't want to know. But I never thought about us as being separate people until right now. I, uh, there's been weeks when I'm like, oh, I was, I was really annoying this week and Wesley was great. Oh, that's funny because I have thought that about you. But I still think of it as like a like a I I find that like that feeling operates on a on a one hundred percent continuum where like it's either fifty fifty or thirty five sixty five or something like that. Like I never think like I had a good sh- like we like we co own like the three of us own this podcast in some ways and like some weeks Joe's the best thing in the podcast. I mean, it's just so well engineered and so well produced that yeah. it's the best there thing about the show. There are weeks when Joe is the only one who's right. prepared. <laughs> like there are weeks where like I'll listen I listen to the podcast every week and there'll be weeks where I'm like, "Damn, that was good." And it wasn't anything that we necessarily did. Um, but it's just so well made and thank you, Joe. You're welcome. I'm also going to have to thank uh today Tate. Oh yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of people to... Tate Frazier, who's doing video, uh, 
we have Joe Alvarez, who's uh, manning the boards back there. And then most of the days, you have Jim Cunningham, who's uh, Jim, cutting who this I together. apparently met yesterday but didn't know I was meeting. It's really – Jim, I'm sorry. Uh, our paths will cross again, I'm sure. You didn't know that you were meeting the Jim Cunningham. I did not. But, but. the Jim Cunningham didn't say – he didn't put a the in front of it. He might have even have said Jim if he said anything. Jim, did you say hi to me yesterday? I don't remember. Um, you should say hi. Is he out today, really? Yeah. All right, whatever. We'll meet again, Jim. Uh, oh, I'll be in the office tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, joke. If you can play that music just really lightly underneath, uh, and then we're going to go ahead and thank everybody else, okay. and uh, I'll go back to, to the control room. You're going to leave? All right. See you, Joe. See ya. You're the best. Oh, shut up. This is for you, Wesley Morris. Okay. I've kept my the entire time we've been together. talking. We could get a. I think we could go a little louder on this. I'd um, like to hear a little more, a little more uh, late Beach Boys. Okay. There we go. My monitors. So um, I'm gonna start thanking people. I think your list is probably. I'll just fill in what you don't. All right. So this is a mix of. I will say again. I made a really good list, and it's at home. Um, but thank you to like just in advance everyone who sort of tweeted at us ever and said that was a good show or I'm sad that it's ending or like anywhere in between anybody who ever said anything positive uh, but people who uh, sort of directly or indirectly or just said nice things um, alright so I had Joe and Jim at the beginning of that uh, Dan Fearman, Mark Lasanti uh, the juvenile cinephile uh, Chris Morgan, Karina oh, Longworth. Cinephile. I know that guy. I know that Twitter guy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I again, Not I'm sorry. Personally, but I recognize the handle. Yeah, no, we, we don't. We didn't get to, uh, Karina Longworth, uh, Holly Anderson, Adam Naiman, uh, Chuck Klosterman, Phil Crit Hulk, Dave Schilling, all guests on this show. Uh, Karina, also a guest on this show. Why you know? Let me sleep. Stephen <laughs> Hyden. Thank you, John Dolan, Doctor Ethel Bullet. Much respect. Those were really good shows. Every time, they were great conversations. We every never time. had her on enough. We did not. She did have a job to do, but we never took better. We should have taken better. Absolutely. Uh, John Natchez, Jason Gay, David Cho, the Blue Hoodie, Adam Ham, Bill Simmons. This is a random list based entirely on my mentions at the moment I was making it. So I apologize for there's no order to it whatsoever. Uh, Third Man Movies, Peter Kafka. Donnell Alexander, Marshall Weber, Tom McKenna, Rod B, Miguel Raya, Jeff Tarando, Juliet Littman, Rember Brown, uh, El Metalasi, and what else do you have? I, I Dave Schilling. Your name. Dave Schilling. Dave Schilling. Dave Schilling. Uh, so nice we thanked him twice. Oh, you thanked him? Yeah. I missed that. Him. Sorry. Zach Dion, did you thank him? No. I did Zach, not thank young Zach Dion. Zach Dion, we had a really great Stephen King conversation with Zach. Uh, Meredith Goldstein came on the show, I think, twice. Yes. We had a really good Take Back the Night conversation with her. Yeah. Um, who else should we thank? Um, everybody who ever listened to the show. I mean, I made a whole list here, but they're all people we work with, and I think I probably mentioned them all already. I said a bunch, but... Uh, Mallory. We never had Mallory on the show. We, no. But... Love Mallory. It's, it, it's um, true. Well, look, Megan and Craig and <laughs> Danny Chow... If we're just listing people, though. No, you know. I mean, I, I should stop. But, like, just basically, oh, we have to thank Harlan and Carlos because there were some weeks where, like, they actually did, they were in the vicinity or might have, like, absolutely done some magic that we don't know about. There's something. Alex there, Mantia. There are, there are intangibles that Harlan and Carlos are responsible for in terms of the decor of this room uh, that actually 
constantly changing. I stare at these walls all the time, and I make fun of them for constantly changing the set. And yet, it is the only thing that keeps me from going crazy staring at these. If I had to look at the, the same thing every day, I would go nuts. Uh, and that's not why they do it, but I appreciate it. Also, I've stolen a million things in the course of this podcast from my wife, Jennifer Romolini, who says um, really smart things. And I just she sure rip does. her off and say them like they're my own ideas. She's the best. Um, um, do we do we really thank David Jacoby? We've not really thanked David Jacoby. We're saving that apparently oh. for the. That's the final. Dun-a, that is it. I, again, if you if you feel like you deserve to be thanked, we didn't thank you. Dun-a, dun-a, but you know. Dun-a, dun-a. Wait, are you going to thank Jacoby right now? David Jacoby. Dun-a, dun-a, the dun-a, wind. Dun-a. Beneath my wings. That's a different song. (laughs) Doesn't sound as good as Saving All My Love. We have saved it. Yeah, it's true. David Jacoby. Another person that I've been very ungrateful to in the course of doing this podcast. You sure have. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) See? But it makes him stronger. Dave loves it. It's just like he brings it out in you. Like it, it's 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 amazing. I've had we've had like arguments about stuff related to this, and I have sat there and been like fuming about something, and he'll just sit there and just let you kind he of spin it. it out and be really. It's like he's the chillest. Nothing. No, that man. It, no. It's it. It's yeah. It's but <laughs> he's about to have three babies. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. About we'll see that. how chill you're going to be, David Jacoby. <laughs> we'll see. Talk to me in a few months. Last time I saw you, you were not so chill. Anyway, uh, all right. I don't want to leave. I don't want to close it down. We got to go. Going to. I know. We got to go. We're not even being kicked out. It's just a just really. It's no, it's propriety. Lo- it would it, be indecent to polite, continue. It, yeah. No, we can't turn this into Airheads where we have a standoff in this studio. And we'll you know, I've never seen that movie. I can't have Airheads be the last movie reference on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't seen Do the Right Thing, see Do the Right Thing. How about that? Is that better? Uh, my, my, my last question for you is, uh, do, you, yeah. do you like Prince movies? I do. Yeah, they're pretty good. I do. I agree. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on Podcasts.